Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Pastor Waller, good morning. Yo, good morning. Lord, there's so much to discuss in these Wakandan streets. I have to, <laughs> to figure out where, 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 where do we start? Where do we start? <laughs> president Trump sent it up to the Supreme Court that he needs to have immunity so that he can run for president of the United States again. Um, there is a, There are conversations between black and white pastors about how they should support him. And it's just all sorts of things going on. Where do you want to start this morning? I'll let you lead the way because I will get you in trouble if I start. Well, I, I, I'm already in trouble with that black, white pastor thing. I think right in through here, we as black pastors have to say to our white pastors who are our friends, we cannot bang with you on this. Because um, right now it is the evangelical church that's keeping him afloat. If they would hold to their convictions that I know we teach and believe, because if we'll be honest, white evangelicalism and the black church, we share 70 to 80 percent of our theology because we both got it from down there in the South. And we we share we, we share a lot of the same convictions, meaning if you put me and a white evangelical in a room Give us a multiple choice test. We're going to answer a lot of meaning. You can only say pick A, B, C, D. We are going to answer the questions the same. But if you give us an essay test, we are going to answer them very differently because the issue is how you live out whatever biblical truth you teach. And so what's interesting to me about white evangelicalism right here, we know, I know that we teach a lot about leadership. That's a big principle. And the nature of leadership of a thing determines the spirit of a thing. We teach that all day long. And they are just throwing that whole teaching out the window in supporting him. Um, and there are so many there are so many areas that and even when they say they're not being political, uh, they will then uh, make the conversation of Christianity about two issues which are political, which then cause the whole conversation to be political. And that means in white evangelicalism, the two big issues are homosexuality uh, and abortion. And so. One of the things that you will see a playbook from Republicanism is somewhere about a year, year and a half before a major presidential election, there'll be some sort of men's push mm -hmm. in white evangelical experience. You know, pastors getting together, or men getting together under the guise of let's, you know, bring men together. Let's get Jesus out there. But it's the same playbook as the Promise Keepers 20 years ago, 25 years ago. It is an attempt to bring Christian men together to have a conversation about traditional family values, which then, which are necessary and important, and I believe, but 
when used as a political weapon, it becomes weaponized, mean religion. And we got we got to call that. Now, that's not to say that in normal times, we shouldn't have an honest critique of both of these political parties. Because if this was normal times, I think there's enough wrong with the Democratic Party and the Republican Party that we as black people need to step back and say, you know what, we're going to we're going back to the days of Kennedy Nixon when no one could guarantee where the black community was going because they had to fight for our vote. I honestly agree with people when they say that this is just not the time because of how corrupt the Republican Party has become. So to our friends and young men that are saying, yo, Democratic Party hasn't done anything for us and we need to take a look at the Republican Party. I hear that argument. It's just right now the Republican Party is so corrupt and corrupted by Donald Trump that to say you're Republican is necessarily to say you're for Donald Trump because that's where it's going. And if we don't if we don't call that out like that, mm-hmm. then the, we're going to let the okie doke and foolish conversations run the day. Pastor Waller, I was at a power rising conference uh, this past weekend happened right here in Philadelphia. Everybody from the vice president on down participated in it. It's around black women and our roles in this country and particularly in this political climate. And one of the things they talked about is that the Republican Party um, has figured out how to target black men. Um, they send them all sorts of uh, artificial into AI generated conversations mm-hmm. about black women in a way until our bodies are at risk. Right. About what we do and that they're, they're black men. They're now having conversations about black men who vilify and fall right in line with everything that's going on, that they hate us. Right. Um, and, and that the Democratic Party is not doing a great job of getting the information out here about what they have done and accomplished so that black men are feeling that they don't belong anywhere in this. I mean, it's a big, it's a huge conversation and black men are being targeted in this 2024 election for that particular reason alone. That's exactly right. And uh, so it's early. I'll start getting in trouble. But heterosexual black men don't feel welcome in the Democratic Party. And we need to be honest about that. And and they they are taking the, the Republicans are taking advantage of that truth and coming at us. But now, even me saying that. um, th- This particular devil in the Republican Party right now, even though it's a known devil, it's a very strong known devil. And we've got to kill it because we see it and we know what it is. Um, and and we got to call it what it is. Um, and and, and I, I really feel strongly about this because, you know, one of the things that we 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 teach in, in Christendom, it's not like the devil is all that smart. Right. He plays the same playbook. He may put it in different lipstick or in different suits. But the devil kind of does what the devil does. You know, when, when the Bible talks about the, the, uh, the lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, those are three pretty plain 
playbooks. And so when you see it, when you know it, and those of us who have a little age, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not like we haven't seen this stuff before. It's just concentrated in, in Trumpism this time. And when you understand how this thing has been going for some years, you see what it is. Trump is white lash, white lash against Obama. When Obama went into office, this whole country had a white lash. You know, we usually say backlash. And it is a response to the fact that under the age of 16, Mm -hmm. this country is no longer going to be a majority white country. They are scared to death. They are. And so you've got Trump, Netanyahu and Putin who are aligned in whiteness and looking at this from a world perspective. So anybody that thinks the Republican Party is going to work for anything other than whiteness in this present iteration is clueless. I mean, watch what happened with the Republican Party just in this last vote on the border issues. Mm. They voted against their own issues because Trump told them to. Mm. And what makes us think that that won't play out in the presidency? Mm. I mean, literally, there were things they wanted in that bill that would have been good for the border. Trump did not want it to happen because it would have been a good thing on Biden's watch. So he killed it for his own self. And One they man. with it. One man. Yeah. It feels like a dictatorship that a lot of people are embracing, which is very dangerous, Pastor Waller. It's the book of Hitler. And when people say that, we th- they think we're joking. But if you study Hitler, Hitler used the Christian church in, um, in, in Europe to start his movement. The book Mein Kampf is a very good argument for why Jews and others need to be eradicated. And it was such a good argument that it put the European church back on its heels for a while as Hitler made his way through. It's only when under the leadership of Adam Clayton Powell, a theologian by the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was over here in Harlem at Union and attending Abyssinia, who learned it's possible to be Christian and fight this joker. He then goes back to Germany and is a part of a movement that helps bring another type of theology, black theology, that helped the Christian church understand Hitler's wrong. We can turn on this. Part of the turn of fighting Hitler was a white theologian named Dietrich Bonhoeffer learning from the black church how to fight this mess. We in the black church need to help people understand we've got to help fight this mess this time. And that does not mean that once this is eradicated, we can't again have the conversation about traditional republicanism. And does any political party need to have the blind allegiance of the black, black, black church or black people? We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we just there's just so much to talk about. Because you talk, we, you talk about the book of Hitler, but by the time they figured out how to corral Hitler in millions of people, Jews in particular had died. Right? That's right. That's and right. So do we have the political will to not allow 
millions of people who don't agree with this one particular man to be expired, extinguished, killed, destroyed, you know, while still living, uh, uh, you know, and we've seen it happen all across. Do we have the political will to stop that from happening? <clears throat> Hold on one second, please. You are listening to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be back with the, re- the, the Reverend Dr. Alan E. Waller from Enon Tabernacle Baptist Church right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source on WURD, progressive black talk media, on air and online at wordradio.com. This is the segment otherwise known as Good Trouble. <laughs> Alan E. Waller, we get to talking and, you know, it's all sorts of things going on in here. So we've been talking about the, the elections and what's uh, what's coming up and what's at stake. I want to pivot a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about 76th Place. I want you to tell us why you agree with what's okay. happening there. Um, and so because, you know, people believe you, you have a powerful voice in this city. So yeah. tell me why you the black pastors are engaged in the 76th Place. And what does that mean for us as a people or not? Thank you. It is my understanding. uh, And I've been halfway at the table. I won't say I'm all the way at the table, but halfway at the table that the 76ers have signed a memorandum of understanding and commitment that will be uh, backed up by the Black Chamber of Commerce, that we're talking about 40 percent minority participation in every aspect of the building, developing, and even the uh, vending at the games and in the venue for the Black community. 40%. That is unprecedented. Now, that does not mean that there are not concerns about Chinatown. I think what we need to remember is that those of us who are really concerned about the whole thing, I would, I share the same thoughts that people have about Chinatown as well. We've got to make sure that Chinatown is taken care of. Uh, we've got to make sure that it makes sense for the city. Uh, what I, what I personally believe it's going to happen. Um, and because it's going to happen, I think we need to be at the table to try to get as much for the black community as possible. And while we're there, do what black folk have been doing forever, look out for other people as well. But my, and, and I don't, and I'm not interested, this is not my thing. Uh, and I happened to be there that day. I was not on film, but that was this other thing that they asked me and I'm there and I'm being a black pastor. Um, I'm not ready to go to war for the 76ers on this, but if what they are saying is true, and what needs to happen is our Black Chamber of Commerce needs to stay at the table to make sure that what has been said does come to pass. Mm-hmm. But if what has been said is true, then we're talking about a relationship with a sports team and a city and Black people that is unprecedented in this country. One of the problems in the past with Black communities, business, and so forth is we've had civil rights organizations trying to hold businesses accountable, but we're not in the room at the table. 
And so what I think I understand about this being differently, there is a document that is guaranteeing these um, these percentages and the Black Chamber of Commerce is going to be at the table ensuring this. But what we have to also make sure. So what that means is that there's the possibility that not just a Chickie and Pete's will be in there, but a Leroy and Keisha's can be in there if we can get a Leroy and Keisha's built and sustainable. What that could mean is the owners of South could have something in there. Right. What that could mean is all these other uh, black business, Aminas, you know, we can begin to talk about uh, that kind of relationship. That's my understanding. Now, I'm no fool. Mm -hmm. I, I know that nothing just happens and big business can renege. I think it's going to happen and we've got to be at the table. And what I also know is Philadelphia can't survive with the Galleria being empty. Oh, and it's empty. We passed empty. Ross yesterday. Empty. It's empty. And so we if we want something big to change, you know, if I were in church, I'd say, if you want something big from God, you got to do something big for God. Mm -hmm. And if we want something to change in this city, we're going to have to do something big and bold to make that change. Mm -hmm. I'm willing and big and bold is always ugly and risky. Right. I'm, I'm willing to give that a shot. And if we don't have some people at the table who care about humanity, then any business will only drive. So I share the same concerns that people have. When I first heard it, I'm like, that'd be crazy. Who can drive down there now? Let right. alone it's a basketball game. Right. Um, if that same thing is overrun with 40,000 people, what happens to the streets afterwards? Right. It's a whole lot of stuff that has to be talked about. But which means we got to pull people together. But one tendency of people is we tend to want change, but we don't want to change anything to get change. Get the change. Ten to one change. Air shut up. And so I'm willing to say, let's let's do the ugliness yes. of change and try something because what's working right now is not working. Yes, yeah. agreed. So Thank that's you so much. my position. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Wall. I have a urologist coming on right after you, so I got to get him in so we can talk to him about what's going on out here. Thank you again for everything that you have done uh, for our community, for, for those of us who have had the opportunity to be touched by you personally. And we'll talk next week, God willing, and the week don't rise. Okay? All right. Or we're talking about at, at 8 o'clock, like you yeah, said. Sir, well, yeah. Well, I'll call you. you, you please answer the phone. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye, Pastor Waller. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 